0: Have you been questioning your reality and feel like there's more to life than meets the eye? Or maybe you're on a spiritual journey
1: and have so many questions? Well, we've got you covered. Join us weekly for casual conversations on how to trust your intuition and answer all of your burning questions. Welcome to Behind the Emerald Veil podcast with Allie and Mandy. Hey everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, Today, we are excited to talk about spiritual jargon. Um, All the things that you've probably heard on here or other podcasts um, that you've just been like, what the heck does that mean? (laughs) So, we're going to break this down and hopefully give you a better understanding of what it all means. Um, And we do want to uh toot our own horn a little bit because we mastered technology (laughs) (laughs) and we figured out how to do this podcast thing remotely because unfortunately mandy is not feeling well and you'll be able to hear this in her voice um and but we really wanted to get out a podcast to you and so we're going to do the best that we can and not exhaust, <laughs> take every less energy away from Mandy. So
0: <laughs> thank you, Allison. You'll be doing <laughs> most of the talking today. That's for sure.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. I feel <laughs> for you. I feel for you. Um, so let's jump into it. Um, uh, so one of the, so Mandy and I, I know Mandy created, so you, Mandy, I don't know if you want to talk about like what kind of got you started with the jargon
0: yeah so I remember when I was struggling to understand all of this spirituality as I was searching for answers here there and everywhere I kept hearing these phrases or these words that I just like didn't understand in my um like in my reality I was like what do they mean when they say higher self or like what is an ego death Um, what does it mean to hold space? Like they keep saying these, these, like, it's almost like this community has its own language. And I was trying to sort out some of the, what some of these phrases meant. So I had started a list. I actually have quite an extensive list and we're only going to (laughs) get through some of them today. Um, but I just wanted to share some explanations um, in case Anybody in our audience also feels a little bit frustrated in not understanding some of the phrases or the words that we say or that we um, hear within within this community. So, yeah. yeah, let's start with, like, I really wanted to start with Go Death and mm-hmm. um, what it means to
1: have a dark night of the soul. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I sigh because I just had one yeah
0: that's why I wanted to start there because you have a really fresh story
1: I know really fresh um yeah so I guess we could start with what exactly or should I just start with my story well let's explain
0: yeah let's explain what an ego death is and well let's start with like what is what do you mean when we see ego because a lot of people think when we say ego it just means like they're full of themselves (laughs) I
1: know right it does it's like the ego has this like you just automatically are like, excuse me, I have an ego. Yeah. You take it as a bad thing, yeah. but it's like the ego. And the thing is, and the ego does have a bad, does, does have a bad rep, whether it's just outside of spirituality or inside spirituality. Cause we're always saying, um, you know, separate your ego mind. And basically like the ego, it has a purpose. It's there to protect us. Right. Yeah. Um, it's a protective mechanism that we have. However, it can grow a bit too big and want to take over um, certain aspects. So in sense of like fear or um, self-doubt and like all of that kind of like limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. all of those things that that's caused by the ego. So that's when it's like when the ego is kind of t- like holding you back from things that they're not dangerous they're just holding you back so kind of like overstepping right yeah yeah and then um and the dark night of the soul and I feel like it's very part and parcel of that because I feel like the dark night of the soul is kind of like when you go through a period of time that is difficult and um and a deep ego death is difficult. So an ego death, uh, which I'll give a good example of what happened this weekend. Um, but it's like you, something internally that you're having to a lesson that you're needing to learn and letting go of something, right?
0: Yes. You're moving through something that's super uncomfortable and it's really dredging up the shadow side of your ego. So, and then the dark night of the soul I would say is, you know, it it does come with an ego death because you a darkness of the soul is like when you kind of hit your breaking point and you're just like super low where you're questioning reality and you're wondering like, what is the point to all of this? And you're just really shedding all of like the egotistical layers of yourself and trying to like really figure out from the root, like how to get out of this dark space. But it doesn't last, it doesn't last for like ever. And if it does last for a long time, definitely you need to seek some help or support from others because um, there's definitely lots of professionals out there that can help you get through a dark period of time. Um, but often when you go through a dark night of the soul it is because you're going through a, some type of ego death. So why don't you share a little bit about what you went through over the past weekend?
1: Yeah. So Um, basically, so last week I was, I was struggling a lot with self-doubt, self-worth, um, imposter syndrome, all of the (laughs) things. And it was just kind of consuming me like as the week went on, it was consuming me. And, um, on the Friday, Mandy and I and another friend got together to do like little readings on each other. And Mandy was doing a reading on me. And I, and I said, you know, I'd love to know what my guide H has to say, any messages, um, you know, that type of thing. And uh, the the message was, um, you know, tough love. Um, and he was basically talking about exactly that, that I need to let go of fear, I need to let go of self-doubt, um, that he is holding back. Um, he is holding back some of my gifts or holding back um, an moving forward. Yeah, an energy of moving forward until I went through this process, until I went through this lesson to um, basically shed my ego in that sense, right? Because your ego is something that you um, you know, you're scared to being doing this type of work is very vulnerable. You, you put yourself out there. Um, you know, you put yourself out there and be vulnerable to say a message that you're getting that maybe, maybe it's not correct, right? That that's, absolutely going to happen when you're reading somebody's energy or when you're connecting um, to their past loved ones, there's going to be times that you're misinterpreting what you're receiving. Um, so that's very vulnerable. And it's really hard if you don't get everything right. And that is your ego. Um, and fear. Our- ego is fear. Ego is fear. Yeah. And so it's like, and so You know, last week, Mandy and I are taking this mediumship course, and we had to do uh, practice readings on um, other students. And I really had my ego (laughs) get in my way in the sense I was so nervous. I didn't want to mess up. Um, It really, you were very vulnerable, right? You have to like jump in there and start reading on the spot, which, you know, that's going to take time and, and the responses that you get is basically yes or no. And, um, hearing no, definitely shook me and that, and it made me not, it made me go into my shell a little bit. Like, I don't want to try again cause I don't want to get it wrong. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and so when I got this message from Mandy, it just kind of like spiraled me. I was already like, you know, struggling and I, and I just, and it wasn't Mandy obviously, it's from my guide H And, uh, yeah, I spiraled. I was just, I was so mad at him. I was mad at him because I felt like I was doing so much. I felt like I had come so far. Um, I've really pushed myself in the last four to six months of stepping out of my comfort zone. Um, you know, Mandy and I have been putting 110% into, you know, growing our business, um, advancing ourselves you know, doing the podcast, all the things that we've been very, very busy. And so I just felt this like overwhelm, like it's not good enough. That's what I kind of, I guess, felt. And I was, I was angry at my guide for not recognizing all the work that we have been putting through. And I was like, what's the point? Like, I was totally, what's the point? And I'm like, I don't know how many times I flipped him the bird. Like. Oh my god. I was just I'd be in my room in the dark and I would just be like flipping the bird in the air and I'm like <laughs> I <don't> know you. <laughs> I was so mad at him. And and then I would start crying and then I'd be mad again and then I'd be like I'm done. I'm done. I don't know how many times I said that to H2. I'm like done. Bye. <laughs> um and but it was like in yeah, I spiraled down. I um I definitely, but I needed to, I needed to, I had to do it. I had to go down that and I had to go through the emotions and yes, it wasn't comfortable. Absolutely not. Um, And I would hundred percent would go through it again, which is crazy, but it, it forced me to reflect. Um, Mm -hmm. I knew what he was saying was true, right? We don't always want to hear, these things but I knew in the end result it was true I was just more angry that I wasn't being recognized like it just felt like I was ne- I was I was still not doing enough type of thing so um I think he's now realized <laughs> <laughs> you need to be a bit nicer aged. Did you, you need teach to lesson. Right. Yeah, I just taught him a lesson that but you know his his silly tactics worked because I um <laughs> I I get very stubborn and so part of me was like, Nope, I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> Which basically means, nope, I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna sit in self-doubt. Right. <laughs> Continuing you even go on like, no, that's not happening, Allison. <laughs> um <laughs> and then all of a sudden it like switched and I was like, Oh, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I I don't have fear. and and then i realized i realized after i kind of came out of it with mandy that i was like oh my god he knows how to he knows how to work me right yeah because like the moment all of a sudden i was just like no i want to prove you wrong look at me
0: yeah and it was like um it was almost like a switch had been turned on in you because when we Mm -hmm. when we ran our um class on monday Um, you came in with so much confidence and you did not dim your light. Um, you, like you ran the class, like you, you were just like on it. And I was like, there she is. Like, there's the (laughs) lesson I know exists. Like, I don't ever want you to feel like you're dimming your light. Like, and I don't want to dim my light around you. Right. So it's just this lesson that we needed to go through together, but Mm -hmm. you stepped up and you claimed your power and it was beautiful to
1: experience to watch oh thank you yeah it was it and it was freeing and I definitely and so that's the thing it's usually when you go through an ego death a dark night of the soul however long it lasts you usually it's like this like cleansing and you come out of it refreshed like I just feel so refreshed and um in a sense like lighter like freer
0: you know it, and, yeah. and
1: it's not and it doesn't mean I don't have self-doubt like it doesn't mean like oh my god I'm cured um <laughs> <you know. laughs> we're done um you know this week uh, I've definitely had the thoughts pop into my head right because mm. I think they're so automatic it's so part of my programming I've been like that my whole life to have like self-doubt or not worthy enough or whatever so you can't just fix that <coughs> over a weekend. No. However, it's I found that the moment it popped into my head, I was able to recognize it and, and tell it, no, I've been doing this work for lifetimes. I know how to do this work, and this is what I'm meant to do, and I've asked my ego to step aside because it is okay. So when I went into my mediumship practice today, um, I went in and I was like, if I get nothing right if all I hear is no's, I am going to walk away and be fine with that. Like that was my intention. I'm like, this is my lesson and I'm going to, to do this. Right. So, you know, yeah. Yeah.
0: And listen, H and Cody timed this so well, because I'm just sitting here listening to you talk and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do much talking today. But like with the timing of your, of your lesson, your ego death, and then moving into this week where I can hardly even speak, it's forcing yeah. you to have to take over the classes that we have to teach this week and the yeah. podcast. So you're doing a lot more of the speaking, which has always made you feel a little bit uncomfortable, but it's pushing yeah. you out of that comfort zone. And had you not gone through that ego death over the weekend, um, you would be struggling right now.
1: I, yeah, I would be. <laughs> uh, your part of this had to be sick. <laughs> All right thanks a lot, Allison.
0: God, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: All my lessons that I need to learn.
0: <laughs> I'm like in the other on the other side. We contracted. Okay, Mandy, you'll catch COVID at the exact same time. Allison <laughs> needs to become more vocal in your business oh my like, gosh the things so I funny. do for
1: you I know you're so sweet thank you
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're next
1: I mean, you're your next sucker <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm thinking like I'm sitting in my bedroom closet Mandy's sitting in her bedroom closet <laughs> like, oh um, man we're just fancy when it comes to this stuff <laughs> yeah fancy
0: fancy pants <laughs> okay <laughs> Okay, let's move on to another, um, like another phrase or word. Like, let's talk about let's talk about star seeds and light workers.
1: My favorite. Yeah, I just I am like I lit up by star seeds and light workers and all this stuff. Um, so I don't mind taking the right on this one. <laughs> um, so a star seed. Um, so a star seeds that I believe, is uh, a soul that has lived many, many lives, um, s- not all on Earth. And I, I would even say a starseed doesn't even have to have lived on Earth at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, but that they've lived in other solar systems, uh, star constellations, like different planets. So a starseed has um, lived many lives, but all over the universe. And, um, and a light worker is somebody that I guess naturally vibrates higher. Yeah. Would you say? So like yeah. a light worker, like just being like themselves. Just heat, themselves yeah. there, their energy, their frequency vibrates higher and it affects People around them, like that kind of like that vicinity. I kind of look at it as like you're a beacon walking yeah. around with this like invisible bright light that anybody that comes in a radius of this light is starts to feel that um, kind of that like high vibe. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: So people yeah. like people that you feel really good being around um, would be a light worker, or um, I know like you and I are both light workers and star seeds, but some of the things that have been told to me, which would Um, which I would think would be a light worker is like um. Well, you told me once that you. I reminded you of a golden retriever,
1: (laughs) and I'm like, it's like one of those things that I'm like, I don't go around. I think it was like it was one of the first times I met you because I just remember that popped into my head, and it's like. I'm like, I didn't realize, like, I'm not a weirdo that looks and is like, you're a German shepherd. You're a cockapoo or whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what, what kind of dog that is. Cockapoo? No. I don't know. <laughs> Come on, words. Um, but it's like, no, I don't dub people. You're the only person I've ever dubbed um, related to a dog. And that is because... <laughs> that is because... <laughs> related to a dog. Gosh. I'm just digging my hole. Oh, jeez. No, it's because... And it was so funny because like, I always been drawn to um, golden (laughs) retrievers because they have like the kindest eyes and they just like their energy just makes me feel calm, calm. And, and so that's, that's how I guess I could only like express it was like when I met you and around you, I was just like, Oh, I got that same feeling of like, Oh my goodness. I'm like, you feel the energy feels like a golden retriever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I never took it as like an insult or anything. I was actually quite flattered. So thank yeah. you. I will take that. Because I, I feel the energy of a golden retriever too. It's very, very calming. Very calming. Yeah. And I've also been referred to as like a warm cup of tea. Yep. And you know you're a light worker because people will come in to your office um consistently, like year over year over year, like day over day.
1: And just mm-hmm. like, like, like they grab the words or you know what I yeah. mean. Like that's where, it, and it, and it's so weird because it's like, um, like I remember being told during this process that I have like, oh my goodness, you have this big light, like you shine so bright, like your energy field is so, and it just kept like that message kept coming through, and I remember not understanding like, what do you mean, <laughs> um. But as I've kind of tapped into it more and more, I've, you know, learned that, you know, part of like, if I was to do nothing else, like if I was to not talk about this stuff, and I didn't open up to my spirituality, that naturally, I was helping humanity raise their vibration by just being and that's what a light worker. And that's not to be like, Oh, my gosh, I'm so amazing. (laughs) (laughs) that like i just have to be and that's it <laughs> <laughs> like that's uh i've oh, never cool. been one to uh, toot my own horn or anything like that and so it's like yeah, and yeah. it's so funny how it's like it's hard to say stuff like that it is
0: it sounds i find that very but,
1: hard to say stuff like yeah. that but we're not but we're it's not like no and but it, like is what it is and, and yeah. um but then it's like also like being a starseed um I know I've felt, I know that I've lived many lives off of earth mm-hmm. um, and uh, I've experienced them through uh, readings. I've experienced them through meditation um, and just this, always having this uh, connection to the stars. Always as a kid, yeah. I just always looked, I was so fascinated. I remember even as a kid thinking I was adopted and that That'd is very much, thing too
0: um because star seeds often feel like they don't belong belong. like what am i doing here
1: yeah and um and because we have this human amnesia right so you think of this soul who has lived in different um star constellations and solar systems and all this stuff and you know you would be like wouldn't they just know and it's like no your soul comes and loses all of that but your soul is like I don't belong here, or I'm different, yeah. or this is weird. And, and so I remember um, telling my parents and saying, like, you can tell me, I can handle it. Like, <laughs> just tell me, and I, I don't even know where it came from. Like, I don't even yeah. know where it came from. But I remember being convinced I was adopted. um, And, yeah, and so and then even like, I notice like, with being a starseed, like, now I recognize this part of it, is like, I struggle with, I've always struggled with kind of the, mm, the harshness of earth. Yeah. Right. So the harshness of people, I could never understand. I'm like, how could somebody like intentionally try to hurt my feelings or, yeah. int- right? Like I never totally. even could under, I just had, I'm like, you must be so naive, Allison. Like what's wrong with you? And that continued through my whole life, my adulthood, even where I'm like, I don't think I'm naive. But I literally would be like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And even if it didn't have to do with me, it would be like somebody, you hear something on the news that somebody's just being awful. And, and I'm like, I just couldn't, I'm like, I don't understand this. Like, why do we do this? Or even things like um, poverty. Um, As a child, I remember begging my parents to um, sponsor a child in Africa. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, <laughs> <laughs> we not trying to make them look bad, but they were like, no. Um, and, but I remember just being like, this is crazy. Like in my head, I was like, how do we have, like, we can just print money if we want.
0: Like literally yeah.
1: we print money. Like that's what happens. It's like yeah. somebody, a human makes it. <laughs> and I'm like, how is, there should be no reason why anybody goes hungry, and I just couldn't grasp my head around that. And um, sure enough, the moment I became a teenager and I had my own job, I started sponsoring a child in Africa because I was just, well, because I was like, no. And you know what happened with that? Oh, I'm going off topic, but I'll tell a story, anyways. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> please do. Um, I remember I was sponsoring a child, and then I had—I'm not going to say the company, but um, I had a client through the bank come in. And I found out that they worked for the company that I was doing the sponsorship through. And I remember they made this joke and they said, oh, you should just put the money right in my account. Like it goes there anyways. What? <laughs> yeah. And so it was just another thing. It was another thing in my head where I'm like, what can yeah. Like, not, and you know what? They could have just been joking. Yeah. But it, obviously didn't leave a good taste in my mouth and and it made me you know it makes you stop and think and I'm like really like are people that greedy that yeah. they would do that like I would hope not maybe I'm being yeah. naive again I would hope not but I just remember it was like another time where I was just like what? Yeah. like what is wrong with the world but I, know. I think as a starseed and a light worker you struggle with that Yeah, I used
0: to, I used to hear that all the time, like, Mandy, you're so innocent, you're so innocent, and I was very naive growing up as well, because I also just didn't understand how people would go out of their way to be mean to other people, and it just didn't make any sense to me at all, and I remember, like, I remember trying to be mean to somebody on purpose, because um, she, like, she was a friend, she was supposed to be a friend of mine, and then she messed around with my boyfriend, so, like, you know, when you're a teenager, that's the end of the world, but I was yeah. like, I was so mad at her because I was hurt that why would she do that to me? First of all, but then I like went out of my way to be ma- to be mean to her. And I, <laughs> it was so hard for me to do that. And I was like, I finally just said to her once I'm like, listen, I, I find it way harder to be mean to you than it is just to ignore you. So I'm just going to pretend you don't exist and go on with my life because it literally took way more effort to be a jerk than it did to just like, let it be.
1: Because it Fun. was so against your being.
0: It was so against the, my soul. Like it was, it yeah. was like against the grain to a T. So it was really an interesting experience. And I never, I just can't be mean to somebody on purpose. Like it makes
1: no I sense. Oh, I know. I think I feel worse than maybe the person does. <laughs> I know. So <laughs> um, but then it's like, so that kind of brings on the whole empath, right? Yeah. So being an empath, um you know, I, an empath is somebody who is like highly sensitive, who can take on other people's energy, uh, pick up on their moods, take on their moods. Um, even, even connecting to the collective, which the collective is basically, you know, you could call the collective, um, humanity. So everybody on earth, the collective could be, you know, country. It's just a group of people. It could be a school. Um, but picking up on the collective, so the world and their energy and stuff, like an uh, empath can feel that um mm-hmm. energetically. And I noticed it or I realized it, um, like you were mentioning at the bank. Um I would uh I realized that I, you know, I would always have people coming into my office to talk, to vent, to talk, whatever. Mm -hmm. um and I would always get in trouble (laughs) for it um but and I remember it kind of really standing and I would like take on their anger so say they were venting yeah all of a sudden I'd be just as mad you know with it um I have a really strong sense of justice um Mm -hmm. so that can that can consume me when I feel like something's been unjust and I'm like this is wrong. Like this cannot happen. That could probably be a light worker thing too. It's really annoying. (laughs) Sometimes (laughs) I just wish I didn't care. Um, But, but I would like get just as angry or, or whatever. And, but it really stood out to me was when I moved branches and I went somewhere new and it was new people I didn't know. And um, it was, it became very obvious because it started happening again. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm, and I used to joke and be like, Oh my God, I'm like so popular, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm literally making fun of myself at yeah. that because I would never think that of myself. No. Um, I, because yeah, that's just not how I think of things. I remember thinking of it as this is weird. Yeah. Right. It you- wasn't like, yeah. Oh, people love me. It was like, this is weird. Yeah. Yeah. How and I remember it just stood out really strong when I was there because I'm like, how is this happening again? Or I would get people saying, you know, I just I don't know. You're just easy to talk to or I can just talk to you or like clients, people that I strangers that I just met. I've had I would have them in my office and all of a sudden they're like telling me everything, nothing to do with banking and um, and saying like, oh, my God, like, (laughs) I don't know why I'm opening up to you. I just (laughs) met you. And that's when I realized I'm like, something's happening outside of this. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew. It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know you felt that too, right? Oh yeah,
0: definitely people. Um, and that's when we're like, that's when you hear the, the phrase holding space for somebody, that's what we're essentially doing as an empath. When you have people coming to you to like to, i guess spew what they need to spew like to get it off their shoulders to get it off their chest what we as empaths end up doing is absorbing it and sometimes we can you know be in end up being in the same mood as they are um sometimes we will carry the energy and find uh, feel very exhausted from it but what we are doing as an empath is we're transmuting that heavy energy into lighter energy so when they leave they feel like phenomenal and like oh thank you so much for listening to me and then you're left holding the bag and you're like wow like that was heavy <laughs> right and that's why they keep coming back because <laughs> and- <laughs> they leave your presence there yeah. flying high and I don't mind like I love holding space for people and I know you do too and mm-hmm. being able to give advice and and have a be that ear um one hundred percent I and, couldn't do but-
1: anything other than that yeah.
0: Yeah. But now I know how to protect my energy or how not to absorb it. Like I used to. So it doesn't like, doesn't keep me feeling heavy like it used to. So I can still do that without the repercussions.
1: Yes. Well, and also it's just nice knowing there's a reason, right? It's not like I'm not like I was like, Oh my God, why does everybody want to talk? Like, cause I loved it. Right. And I love being able to connect with people and, um, that I've just, that has always been a part of me and that fills my cup. Right. So I loved yeah. it, but I remember it was just so odd. Cause I was like, mm. you know, I think it was also part of me was like, I'm not that great. So <laughs> what's happening here? I think that's what it is. And I was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, there's something weird happening. So, but yeah, it's the whole protecting your energy thing so that you're not having to become the dumpster bucket. Right. That you don't need to take it on. You don't need to absorb it. And, and, you know, in times like, you know, in Canada right now with, with the tensions high, it's those type of times that it's like, if you're feeling extra sluggish or feeling extra angry or feeling, it's, you don't have to be around anybody. You could be by yourself in your house and be mm-hmm. picking up on the collective energy as an empath and absorbing that. And that mm-hmm. is a reminder to Take your protection and to bubble yourself to protect from that, right?
0: Yeah, and we talk a lot about this sort of stuff in our intuition one-on-one workshop. So, yes, like on how these, to do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. like all of these found, like all these pillars of things to um to be able to move through um life in a little bit more, with a little bit more ease. But yes. anyway, yes. um, let's talk a little bit about um activating. DNA.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you you're really you're really good at like kind of describing activating the dna Uh, okay yeah
0: so act so we're all come here into this lifetime and we all have all of our lifetimes are within us still so we have codes um and codes within our dna that can be activated to um allow us to open to our intuition and our gifts and our spiritual and, and um, be able to connect easier and faster and clearer and all that sort of stuff. So um, when you're activating your DNA, you're um, opening up that ability a little bit more and a little bit more. It doesn't all happen at once because that, you know, as we explained last, I think, a week ago or whatever, that would be very overwhelming. But the more you learn about this sort of stuff, the more you're activating. So just listening to our podcast is activating a deep knowing, a deep remembering, and unlocking um, DNA codes within you so that you can ascend and move forward on your journey. And you can also do this <coughs> by reading books on, you know, certain topics that you're interested in. Um, I do a lot of soul activations in the in the distance healings that I do. Um, and, you know, just like, it's like the book Journey of Souls, for both of us was very activating I'd say yeah that was my
1: like pivotal turn um you know I was I definitely like I fully believed in all of all of the things but it was like I remember reading journey of souls and it was like I feel it I can even when I think back I can just feel it it was like this light switch went off all of a sudden it was just like click and I was like holy crap I'm yeah. like, this is what it is. Um, You know, like, I remember growing up, you know, we would go to church. And I remember sitting there and i always question things. Like, so again, <laughs> this is, ah, that's just my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember, like, questioning. I remember my parents sent me to, it was a Christian camp, like, mm-hmm. camp. And we were doing a camp over. And sure enough, there's Allison talking to one of the camp guidance counselors. And I'm like, right. <laughs> what about this like I I just (laughs) something wasn't clicking for me right um and I remember all like my Nana who was very into the church and I just remember being like is something wrong with me because something's not clicking like I just something I felt like I was missing a piece I felt like something wasn't clicking for me and so also when I read Journey of Souls it was like click yeah there it is me too right it was just like all of it Came together for me, and I'm like, wow, yeah. Um, And so that was my initial soul activation. Um, You know, I'd say,
0: yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say, I say, I would say your ego death that you just went through your dark night of the soul would also have been a type of activation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because you think like, and and you think like DNA activation. It sounds so fancy. It's not. I think like a lot of these words can like sound fancier than they are, but mm-hmm. it's like, you just have to think it's your soul that you have gone and said, okay, in this place that I'm planning, I'm going to have certain things that I'm just going to like imprint in my soul that are going to be like activators. Basically, like when I hear, when I have a meeting or when I have a reading from Mandy, boom, activator. Um, when I read journey of souls, boom, activator, like these are things that have already been placed in your existence that once this kind of, if you go down that road to be able to meet up with Mandy or me, or, you know, down this journey, these are going to be times that it's just going to, uh, subconsciously turn on and activate something within you. Um, which is just, yeah. So to me, it's like, it's not as like crazy scientific type no. of thing
0: um, when I remember hearing other like intuitives talk about DNA activations and all these things I was like oh I want that that sounds so cool and then I was like oh like that's all it is is just learning and hearing you speak and then remembering like just having that knowing that that's right like, no, wait.
1: <laughs> mer, mer, like, like that's boring <laughs> I know just like <laughs> the word Downloads. Oh yeah, Down- <laughs> <laughs> I yes. So like I, I I struggle. So downloads, in my opinion, is well like it's messages that you're getting. It's yeah. one of those like all of a sudden you start getting these thoughts, um, and start coming in hot. <laughs> yeah, all <laughs> right, and um. And I don't even think it has to even be like a bunch of thoughts at one time and you're like crazy writing. I don't even think a download has to be that um, no. because I think you can even just all of a sudden you get, get a thought in this idea and you're just like, whoa, like that came out of nowhere, right? Like I've had I've had it where I've woken up in the night and um, all of a sudden I'm just have like, it's like in my head, I'm like, you need to write this down. And that last thing I want to do is pick up my phone and start writing, but I do. And it's not like I'm writing a bunch. Like I remember one time it was like two different things and I woke up in the morning and I was like, did that happen? Because I was so out of it. And I tried to resist it too. Cause I was so tired. Yeah. Um. And I woke up and know it was there. And so to me, I was like, Oh, that was a download, but resist for some reason saying the word download. Um, I don't know why I think that's I think that has to do with like a limiting belief in the sense of like oh I wouldn't receive a download or you know what I mean like I think there's something that I have a hard time with some of these um bigger type of words that I don't want to make myself sound I don't know or or something Uh, (laughs) so I think I kind of like I do dim my light in those type of incidences where I'll say things like oh yeah I got a message Uh, (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Or I won't even say that. I just, I guess I take credit for it. I'm just like,
0: Oh (laughs) yeah. Well, I think, I think for now, like for me, I noticed the difference between, um, like just some ideas that I've had and then some downloads. Cause to me, a download comes in to me, um, and it feels like the energy feels fast and furious and it's like a bunch of creative ideas all coming into me at once. And I think sometimes I even message you and I'm like, Allison, we need to do this. And we need to do this. So we should do this. Yeah, and she you're gets like, frantic. whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: It's frantic. And I have to, I have to pump her brakes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's when I'm receiving it. The energy feels really quick and fast and almost like urgent. Like we need to do it right away. And, well, then and I can sense
1: that. Yeah. With you, like 100%. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I can sense when that is happening. And then I have to be Debbie Downer. And say you are Debbie Downer. I am Debbie Downer. I am the, the realistic one. Where all of a sudden I'm like, "Hmm, mm-hmm, those are awesome ideas, but we cannot bite too much off at one time." Or we're gonna and do I'm like, them bad. "And you're like, but we need to do them." I know. And I, I said, got the download. I got to download. And I'm like, and 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 what do you think? Because we we were really busy right now. Yeah, I know. And I'm and like. I'm- I think Allison was right.
0: (laughs) You were definitely right. But we have
1: exciting things coming down the road. We do. We have so many exciting things coming down the road that you're going to be able to be a part of that. Uh, Yeah. See, this just leaves anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, So... How would you describe, or I can describe whatever you're feeling up to, um, higher self? Higher self. To me, higher self is, um,
0: so before we come into this incarnation or into any incarnation, we always leave a piece of our soul in the spirit world. And this piece of our soul is like, I'm going to, I don't, okay, I'm going to say it like the the puppet, the puppet master.
1: <laughs> you know what well, it is it's like the all knowing part of you right yes, it's the all knowing part of you
0: yes and they're aware of what your purpose is what your mission is where you're at where you should where you, you where you wanted to be at and so when we refer to your higher self sometimes your higher self will come in through readings to have like to help or to, to messages you can connect with your higher self you can call in your higher self your higher self knows everything there is to know about your soul not just in this lifetime but in all lifetimes too
1: well it's basically the part of you that has no amnesia yeah right Has no human amnesia so they know all of it so yeah which is um yeah like the the higher self yeah I remember when I first heard it and I was just like huh I'm (laughs) like is it me just hovering above my head? Like, what? <laughs> what is this, like, higher being type of thing? And so it's like, yeah. Um, so it's a great opportunity, like, when I connect to clients to do readings, like, I connect to their spirit guides, to their ancestors, to their higher self, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've, ref- I've heard it referred to as your subconscious is a link Ooh. to your higher self. Yeah. Yeah. Which is re- which is really interesting. Um yeah. The, the other word that I remember hearing, and I'm actually super intrigued by it, is timelines. Right. Um, yeah, and you hear that a lot. And it's something that what I kind of like, you know, when we talk about soul contracts and how you plan endless contracts because we have free will mm-hmm. and um, we have to plan for every kind of thing that if we choose to wear black shoes one day instead of your red shoes, (laughs) where's that going to lead you type of thing. Um, And so the timelines is basically how I look at that is, those are the, the uh, contracts, like the plans that you have laid out. And there's so many of them that, you know, if you do wear those black shoes, is that going to put you on a different timeline? Are you going to jump into that track? And I view it as like, um a railroad track like you know when you have malt like where they what is that called <laughs> where- <laughs> an
0: industri- in- i'm thinking in like an industrial um
1: yeah you i can see it where it's like multiple tracks it's like where they all kind of come in you train know station maybe yeah something like- <laughs> <laughs> I-, I can see it in my head i just wish i could like you know transmute that picture. Um, so basically like you have all of those train tracks and say, and just like with any train track, it can like shift over and move over to a different track if you want to go a different way. And so that's how I view timelines is that, you know, you could be on a timeline and then, and like, I could sit there and do a reading for you on this specific timeline and say, you're going to get pregnant in six months. I see it because on that timeline it's happening. Yeah. But the, the thing is, is that timelines can shift. And right now on earth in the last couple of years, they have been shifting. Like they've never shifted before. They, people have been jumping timelines, earth, humanity. We've been jumping timelines like crazy um, because of all of the disruption happening and everything kind of happening. And so it's very difficult for any intuitive, any psychic to even do future telling because these timelines are like shifting, like that rapid fire, rapid fire. It's just Mm -hmm. crazy. And that's why I think it's even nice to understand it in the sense that, you know, I know I went to psychic readings prior to getting into this and understanding what it all means. And, you know, you'd be told something and then let's just say it didn't happen. And it'd be like, what? And now I look at it, and I'm like, Oh, it did happen in that timeline. But I yeah. ended up not staying on that timeline. I ended yeah. up going on a different timeline type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's super fascinating. What do you how do you kind of perceive timelines? Um,
0: same the same way. But I like to know that if there's um, I, I also sorry, I also want to share that if you see yourself like your future self on a different timeline than what you're on Mm -hmm. everything that you do within this moment, within your day, within tomorrow, within your week, will ultimately keep you either on the existing timeline or on a new timeline. So for example, say my new timeline is, um, or the timeline I want to jump over to has me living in Hawaii, for example. Um, What am I doing in my day, in my week, in my month? on this existing timeline to help support that timeline jump do you know what I mean
1: Hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely so it's all that free will and those actions but it's like yeah it's uh it's pretty fascinating to kind of look at and in a way thrilling <laughs> yeah with, no no what you know like I like when we were doing readings for each other and you, and it was like, Do I want a year ahead? And I'm like, No. Yeah. I just don't. And I've never been like that. Uh mm-hmm. I've always been like, tell me. I need to know. I need to plan. I wanna know what <laughs> everything is. And I don't know. It was all of a sudden I was just like, No, I trust that I'm gonna what's gonna happen is gonna happen and I don't need yeah. to know yeah. um what's gonna happen moving forward. Yeah. Um the I don't know if it's the last one or kind of like, yeah, maybe the last one. Um, The middle space. Yeah,
0: I like the middle space. It's my favorite space to be in. (laughs) (laughs) It is a
1: nice space. How would you describe the middle space?
0: The middle space to me is um, the space in which you are non-reactionary. So you would find your middle space in a time of duality. So they're a perfect example this day, like in this moment would be um, the freedom convoy. Yeah, You're either for it or you're against it. So being in your middle space doesn't mean you don't have an opinion or you're not like favoring one side or the other. It just means that you're not being reactive to the opposing side and you're not um, feeding the energy of anger or frustration on either side. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah um I you know I've I struggled with it in the sense of because I have you know found my middle space and I think even to some people outside that can frustrate them like my family or something when Mm -hmm. they don't understand my middle space and they're kind of like why aren't aren't you you reacting
0: yeah why are you (laughs) getting mad about this this is ridiculous Well,
1: like yeah. And, and it's like, but I'm standing in my middle space and I'm kind of like, and so I'll, I'll give you a visual. It looks like I'm in a snow globe. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, like that's how I picture it. Is like that. I'm like standing in the snow globe and I'm not allowing anything inside the snow globe to affect me. Um, I'm just being and everything outside of the snow globe is the stuff that I can't control. And I just, you know, it's like flying around, but it's just not, I'm not allowing it to come into my snow globe. Um, but I did struggle with like I struggled with the whole part of um because I was like, okay, I don't like to get involved in like I am not the type to like go on my social media and post something. Yeah. I never have been. Um and just because I'm like, I don't want to invite that in I don't want to invite somebody to message me and want to debate it um and I've struggled with it because I admire people who do Mm -hmm. and I'm like good for them that's brave good for them and then I'm thinking oh I should be brave like is this fear that's holding me back from doing that Mm -hmm. or is this me just I do not want to get into a debate with somebody I just don't yeah um And so I struggle with that a bit because, you know, I do, I do feel like you should stand up for what you believe in type of thing. Um, and yeah, and so I've kind of like gone back and forth with that and, you know, and I think part of it also is, you know, believing in something, having an opinion, feeling strongly about something, um, And not allowing seeing somebody's opposing posts, whether it is uh, very judgmental or um, somebody that is saying something that's could be hurtful, Mm -hmm. not absorbing that and allowing that to affect you, like staying inside your snow globe and being like and just letting it move on by because they have their opinion and that's fine. And that's where they're at. And I don't need to change their opinion. Right. It's one of those things. We're all adults. We're, I kind of look at that like, because I'll have, you know, like I'll have people say, like, why aren't you trying to convince, you know, your family uh, of this or you should tell them this? And I'm like, no, because they are adults and it's not my job to say in
0: Yeah, it's also this bigger understanding of like, this world is full of duality, like, totally see duality. And it's also the understanding of, you know, this is their process, their lesson. Yeah, Um, this is the way they're feeling is on purpose. Like this is the way they're meant to feel because that's exactly where they're at in their lifetime. And when you can, when you can understand that, uh, you're looking at things from a higher perspective, and then it's easier to find your middle space.
1: Yeah. And so then I don't get drawn into being like I want to try to do this because it's just to me I'm like that's and again who says I'm right and who says they're right like who said who am I to say you should be thinking this way yeah and the and the vice versa that you should be thinking this way and so it's one of those things where I've been able to kind of step back and I'm like yeah I'm not um it's not my job to try to convince anybody of anything this is all a journey and that's their journey this is my journey or whatever it is yeah. and but I think that's a big part of being in your middle space of just not being rocked by that
0: totally it's yeah. um when you can find your middle space it's a, it's a game changer for sure
1: doesn't mean I'm all my middle space <laughs> me either but i definitely know step about outside it. of the snow globe and i'm like oh my god get back in <laughs> so funny. this is uncomfortable i do not like this just because it's that justice side of me where all of a sudden the justice side comes up and i'm like back down get back in you don't need to show up right now <laughs> <laughs> awesome.
0: Well, I think that's all we have time for today, but, um, there's a lot more to go through. So I'm sure we'll do another episode on, um, spiritual jargon, send us a message. If you have something you need us to explain, cause
1: we're there for you. <laughs> Absolutely. And we would love, love, love for you to, uh, give us a rating. Um, if you like our podcast, uh, a review would be amazing um on i know on i don't know if like if spotify does it i don't think so i haven't figured it out if they do Um, but on (laughs) apple but uh yeah so if you feel inclined if you enjoy our podcast then we would be very grateful and uh we look forward to talking with you next week bye bye